You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey family. I'm Al Sacco. Just me today for this show. There's no Brian, there's no Zane, there's no guest, just me. You guys are stuck with me for the next 30-ish minutes, if you choose. But it's all good because we're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some Niners. It's draft time. It's really time to get into the draft. It's a couple weeks away. Starting to really look at players now and who I think could be fits for the Niners. And we'll get into that. Before we do, little news hit today. Not huge news, more speculation, but something I thought was worth talking about. Pro Football Talk said there's a rumor making the rounds that Nick Cesario could leave the Houston Texans to return to New England after the draft. So they'd have an opening for a GM, director of personnel, whatever whatever they call it over there. I'm assuming it's their general manager. So our buddy Mike Silver replied to this tweet or quoted this tweet and said, to further flesh out the rumor, the talk is that 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters could be targeted to replace Cesario. So that got my attention because Peters is going to be a GM in this league. And he's had opportunities in other places and he hasn't gone there. And I think the reason he hasn't gone is because he knows he's the 49ers GM in waiting. Whenever that happens, whenever John Lynch either goes to a VP role within the organization, whenever John Lynch decides to maybe go back to TV, Peters is going to step in. And I don't think we're that far from that. I don't know that Lynch will be here more than a few more years, not because of what he's the job that he's done. I just think eventually that move will be made to promote him or he'll decide to maybe do his own thing if he wants to. They won't force him out, but if he wants to, and then Peters would be that guy. I think it's a done deal. It's just a matter of time. And he hasn't gone anywhere because of that. However, why does this Houston thing catch my interest? Well, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is there. So maybe that's that's something different for him where he says, hey, I can go there with D'Amico. We can build this thing from the ground up. We can get this going, especially if they end up with a quarterback. Maybe they end up with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or somebody maybe Peters thinks is a foundational piece in, in a coach that that can be there for a while and Ryan. So thought that was interesting because usually you always hear Peter's Peter's name with these GM interviews and things like that. And yeah, you know, I feel like he's going to stay with the Niners, but with this, it's, it's interesting. We have to see what happens. Who knows? Maybe none of this even comes to fruition, but yeah, the Niners don't want to lose him. He's been a gigantic, gigantic piece of the puzzle with putting this roster together with a lot of these late round picks that you've seen for the Niners come through and be huge parts of the team, be huge cogs. A lot of that is Adam Peters. So, you know, you have to wonder if, if it does get to the point where he's going to leave and the Niners are serious about keeping him. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This offseason, do they promote Lynch? Do do they make a move to make Peter Peters the GM and Lynch an assistant vice president or vice president or whatever? Something like that. It's 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 something to definitely keep an eye on after the draft. And if this does go down in Houston, if if Peters is somebody that I don't know, maybe on the move. I hope not, because he's he's been a stalwart for this team and somebody in the when you build a team from nothing to three NFC championships in four years, the personnel people have a lot to do with that. And he's he's one of the main dudes, man. So to lose him would be huge. So we'll keep an eye on that. Gotta get into this draft though. So I feel like I've been late getting into the draft this year. And it's not that it's not that this isn't an exciting draft to me. I think that it is in the sense there's a lot of quarterbacks. In, in the top, you have Bryce Young, you have C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, you have Will Levis, who, I mean, I guess theoretically could end up going the top four with trades and stuff like that. You have guys like like Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, just really defensive centerpieces that teams can build around. I also think Hendon Hooker is another quarterback that actually could go in the first round. I know he's coming back from an injury, but late in the first round, if, if he doesn't get hurt, he might be in the, in the conversation for one of those top five picks. So... Anytime the quarterbacks are in play like that, it, it is an exciting draft. But for the Niners, there's going to be a lot of waiting around this year. And even last year, they didn't have a pick till pick 61 last year. But you had kind of the excitement or the dread of the Debo Samuel situation where Debo was requested a trade. There was a lot of talk going into the draft. Is he going to get traded in the draft? Uh, is somebody going to make an offer? Remember, I, we were sweating out the Jets pick. <laughs> were, were the were the Jets going to trade for him? And then it didn't happen, and it looked like Debo was going to be there. So there was that excitement there. But this is a year where there's just a lot of waiting around. And it's it's I guess it's not going to really be a sexy draft for the Niners. It's not like they're you wouldn't think are looking at wide receivers or def, definitely not a quarterback, at least in one of their first picks, maybe later on. Um, it's going to be one of those drafts where they do need they do have needs. So they're going to be drafting to hopefully get some people who can who can play and, and maybe be a starter at some point but it's it, it is tough to kind of get into it right um you're going to be sitting around i talked last show about all my how i am with the draft and how especially the first round i like to get food and drinks and hang out and it's it's a lot more fun when you're when your team's picking but or the, even the team recovering is picking however you want to call it but we'll have to do a lot of waiting around but I'm thinking a lot about this niners draft so what is the plan going to be what are they going to go after? So today, what I think I want to talk about in sort of in my first, I guess, prep that I've done for the draft, I started to look at some offensive players and they're not players that I necessarily think that, you know, um, the Niners are absolutely going to take. It's not one of those things where I'm like, this is my prediction. It's just people that I've kind of had my eye on. I hear their names. The Niners have talked to them. Just some people, some players where I'm like, okay. That could fit, and I'm looking them up and, and feeling like this could be a pretty good pretty good fit for the team. So I want to go through on offense. There's three positions I think that we need to watch for on offense, and I'm going to tell you why. Because in some cases, you may be like, really? Do they really need to draft someone there? And I think so. Let me tell you why. So I'm going to start out with the running back 
position. And the first thing you probably would think is, Al, why the hell would the Niners pick a running back? You have Christian McCaffrey. You have Elijah Mitchell. You have Jordan Mason. You have Tyrion Davis-Price. Why would they take a running back? A couple of reasons I think that they, they will. One, they always take a running back, right? Usually in the third round. Trey Sermon, TDP, Jill Williams. The, the Niners like to go after running backs. Kyle Shanahan's always taking a big swing with running backs. Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman. He likes to bring these guys in, even though most of the running backs that he's, other than McCaffrey, that he's brought in have been late round picks or undrafted free agents that have done well. And I think, look, McCaffrey is the real deal. Listen, I've always been on team don't pay the running back. I just think they get hurt. I think they have a couple good seasons. And then all of a sudden they, you pay him and they drop off. Look at somebody like Ezekiel Elliott. Delvin Cook is stayed as a good running back through his contract, but Minnesota wants to get rid of him now. Even Derrick Henry, they're looking to move on from. You just, I never thought you should pay running backs unless they can be transcendent. And he's a centerpiece to this offense. But I think with McCaffrey, you got to keep him healthy because you don't want to have Christian McCaffrey. Hey, he played 16, 17 games and he had a great fantasy season. No, I want McCaffrey to play 19 games, 20 games, go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a long season for him. So I think with that in mind, you have to limit his touches. He had 403 touches back in 2019, total touches between receptions and carries. And then next couple of years, he got hurt. Last year is the second most touches he's ever had in a season with 329. And I'm not saying he's going to get hurt again. I'm saying you want to manage that so he doesn't get hurt. You want to make sure he's around. He can still be a big piece of the puzzle and a big piece of the game plan while still get spelling him and putting other people in there. So, well, where does Eli Mitchell fit into this? I love Mitchell. When he comes in, I just think he runs violent and fast, and I think it's kind of a changeup for the defense. I'm a huge fan of his. But dude hasn't been healthy. Played five games last year. Wasn't healthy in the playoffs. They cannot count on him to spell McCaffrey, and I think that they know that. Also, there's been some whispers that they're shopping Mitchell. I think if there's a deal out there to be made that's even decent, I, I, I think they would do it, and I think they would draft someone else. Jordan Mason reminds me a little bit of um, Michael Hasty, and, and when everybody thought with Hasty, oh, he looks really good. He's going to be a big part of the offense next year. And I always thought that season, if Hasty was going to be a big part of the offense, why didn't they plan him when they had the chance? And I kind of feel the same way about Mason. And again, I'm a big fan of his. Runs violent. I like him. But if the Niners wanted to use him, they probably would have more last year. So I don't know that they see him as a piece that's going to come in and can step up in that number two running back role. Maybe they do. And if they do, they won't be aggressive to draft a running back. We'll see. And I think with TDP, that looked like another sort of bust pick. Again, they had an opportunity where they needed a running back and they they didn't go after it um, or they didn't let him play, I should say. Um, he just seemed like a disappointment. And we saw what happened with Trey Sermon where they moved him the following year. So I don't think it would be anything different. So 